number 19. Hi, this is Dave, 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 and you're listening to the English Meeting Discussion Podcast. Stimulating dialogue, controversial issues, a global perspective. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by me, Dave Skonda, and EnglishMeeting.com. Welcome to another edition of the English Meeting Discussion Podcast. I'm Dave Skonda, and today we have a group uh, that's going to be talking about an interesting issue, a little different issue. It's not a common issue, but it's an interesting one, and that is driving and senior citizens. Uh, when should they stop driving? Should we have stricter laws? What kind of damage have we seen? In America, driving uh, is kind of part of the culture, you know, and uh, I think there's a lot of ramifications to taking the driver's license away from a senior citizen. So anyway, uh, let's see who we have here today. Uh, let's start over here. Hello, Omar. Uh, why don't you pick up the microphone there? Hi, how you doing? Very good. It's good to see you today. How's, how's life with you? Life is doing very There's good. Thank you. Left. Like, yeah, it's good. And uh, and you you were saying you had a busy weekend. You were working over the weekend. People were buying lots of uh, things this weekend on Melrose Avenue. Yes, for any reason, all the holidays we are busier than uh, any other weekend. Any other so time. Yes. Wow. Where do people park? Isn't parking hard on Melrose? Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, so it's where do people park? park? You just got to uh, like, drive around and find a place? They, yeah, sometimes they have to drive around or they park uh, their cars three or close to Santa Monica Boulevard, three blocks away oh, from Oh, I the see. Roads. Then they yes. just have to take a little walk. Yes. Yeah, people in Los Angeles don't like to walk. You know, they just want to park right in front of the place. But mm, yes, I would go to Melrose a lot more if it wasn't for the parking. Like if I ever think about going down there, my first thought is, oh, the parking. You know, and trying to fight to find a place, or or there's a lot of restricted parking. It says you can only park for a certain amount of time, you know, yes. and all that type of stuff. So I have to come down there and and check out your shoe store and all the other. Yeah, anytime uh, you have the address now. So yeah, yeah, welcome anytime. Yeah, I know. Sporty LA looks cool. Okay, well, good to see you here. Good to have you. And then, hello, Christy. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm I'm excellent. I had a nice we we had a Memorial Day weekend. Did you have a nice weekend? Uh, extra day off? Mm, I shopped and I watched um two movie. Oh really? Yes. And what kind of shopping did you do? Can you reveal what that? Of, what kind of shopping? <laughs> like clothes shopping. Clothes shopping. Okay. I don't know. Well, I guess what else is there? I guess there's furniture shopping. You're probably not doing that. I'm going to. Oh, you are? Yes. You're gonna buy some furniture? Yes. What what kind of furniture? Study desk. Ah, well, that's nice. See, she's you can tell she's really getting serious about education because she's she's getting a good desk. You don't have a good desk right now at your home? Not really. I see. Are you, like, writing on the floor and things no, like that? No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I see. Well, yeah, pick out a good one. It, it, will, it will energize you and help you to do well right. in your life. Okay, good. And you bought some clothes. What did you buy? Like, shirt, pants? Everything. Everything? Wow. Just, uh, you know, this is usually. one of them. Oh, well, very nice. She's showing me her top. She has a nice top, like summertime top. Yeah. That's good. Um, usually when I go shopping, I, I have a hard time with shopping because I get bored very fast, and it's kind of uh, nerve-wracking to me. I'm, I know some people, especially a lot of the ladies, you can go and they could just shop all day, and it's, it's fun, fun, fun. But to me, I, I don't know. There's something about it. It's not that I don't like clothes, but... I just can't be in the dressing room and uh, in the looking at the pants and stuff. It's just like I've just got to get out. Do were you, you same uh, when you were a uh, teenager? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because yeah. my two sons uh -huh. love to shopping. Really? 
Oh, no, I don't like it. I'd, I'd like to get to the point where somebody shops for me, you know, mm. but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> okay, well, Christy, nice to see you here today. Nice to have you. And then that was Esther, who we just heard from. So how are you, Esther? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, and did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I was a super ultra busy. <laughs> super ultra busy? Yes. Wow, that's like you're putting super with ultra. Yeah. I, you know, that's like uh, I can't even fathom. So what because I had um, three parties. You had three parties? Yeah. You mean at your house or you yeah, went to some parties? Um, two parties is in my house. Right. And one party for go out. For go out. Yes. Well, I didn't get an invitation. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we would have been there. It's you know? a private zone. Uh, oh, private. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. No, no, I'm just joking with you. Well, I'm glad. It sounds like you had a fun time. Yes. Um... My in-laws get together in my house uh-huh. for Memorial Day holidays, Good. and uh, we barbecue uh, steak. And you, was it now? Was that like Korean barbecue or no, American, like American style barbecue? American style barbecue, ah, and okay. we, I have filet mignon. <laughs> Ooh, very <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, and ribeye steaks. Ooh, and the good hot, stuff. Hot dogs and uh, shrimp. Ooh. Uh, I like the shrimp. Oh, yeah? yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, I, I would I, be I'm eating I'm all <laughs> of this. I'd be like, filet mignon, that's good. The shrimp, that's good. And uh, what is the marshmallow? Oh, you cook marshmallows? Yeah, it was very tasty. You don't think they were too sweet? It, it was sweet. Uh-huh. I thought it was very uh, sweet. Uh-huh. But after I uh, tried that, uh-huh. ah, this is very good. Yeah. You know, put the marshmallow uh-huh. uh, between the... Um, the cookie? Oh, I know. What? Do you know what she's talking about? This is a kind of a famous American camping pastime food. Mm-hmm. It's called a s'more. Yeah, my two sons make that for me. So ah, yeah, so, so your sons learned about American Yes, stuff. I learned uh, uh, American culture from my sons. Ah, yeah. I see. Right, right. Because they went to high school here, so they got a lot of uh, culture. Yeah. So, okay, but the s- official s'more is you take graham crackers, and then, you know what graham crackers are? It's kind of like a, it looks like a cracker, but it's a cookie. It's kind of Swedish. Oh. Swedish. Sounds like I'm talking about Sweden. Crackers um, and marshmallow and chocolate. And chocolate. Yes. A thin chocolate bar. So then you, you heat up the marshmallow over the mm-hmm. fire, and it yeah. gets all real soft and hot. And then you put it. And then you put it in between and make it like a sandwich. And then it kind of melts the chocolate, you know. So it makes this little sandwich. But it's very sweet. But yeah. it was fun for you. You, uh-huh. you liked it, yeah. Yeah, I liked that. Uh-huh. But I know I have to be careful. <laughs> Can't eat too much I, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Sounds good. Yeah, I have a winning, wedding anniversary. Oh, yes. your wedding anniversary. Yeah, 20, when? 23rd. It was this um, in May? Sunday, yes. It was this Sunday, and my birthday was uh-huh. uh, last Saturday. So three days in a row. Oh, you law. had many events. <laughs> yes. So you had your birthday, you had your wedding anniversary, and then you had Memorial Day. And, uh, yeah, in as you know, in May there is Mother's Day, right? Oh, oh so I see. You're talking about... So my sons are crazy. <laughs> yeah, Mother's May. Day, that's right. Yeah. I see. Wow, you sounds like you're having a good month. Yeah, a lot of May. lot of exciting Every things. Every ma- May. Every May is very busy for you. I see. Okay, excellent. Well, nice to have you here. And then, hello, Armon. Hi. How's it going with you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he always keeps his introductions really short. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm always thinking, how can I get him to say something? What can I say to him here? So let's see, Armon. Um, did does your family do anything since you had Monday off? Did they do anything special? Uh, not really. We stayed home. You stayed home? Yeah. And what did you do? Uh, Yell at each other? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 29th was my birthday. Well, your birthday was when? Uh, 29th. 29th? Yeah. Oh, that's two days ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so I turned to 27. Ooh, 27. And, uh, well, that's a good age. We're just talking about 28, so that's like right you. on the cusp. Yeah. Like uh, yesterday, I had to go to the court to postpone my jury duty. Oh, they're still bugging you with the jury duty? It's so funny because, you you know, you're not a citizen yet, right? No, I'm a citizen. Oh, you are a citizen? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood when you were talking before. I didn't know you were a citizen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're, you're postponing it because you're in school right now. Yeah. And then for they'll the call you like in the summer or something. Yeah, for the finals, uh, I don't want to be like in jury duty. It can be interesting. I think it, it's a good experience to go to jury duty. Yeah, of I course, but uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to be like right in the uh, period of the finals. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but if you go, you'll have to tell me about it because I'd like to hear about the experience in your case. I, I um, got called recently for jury duty. It was like during the uh, winter break time, and um, I was actually in town so I could do it. And they never called me. They said... Okay, you don't have to come down. You just have to call every night by this time, like they give you a window of time. And then if you'll hear a message and you tell them a number. And if you hear the message saying you have to show up tomorrow, come. They say you have to do that every day of the week. But if they keep saying no every day of the week, then after the week is up, you don't have to go. You're done. And I never got called. Every day I called, they said, no, you don't have to come. It was right around the Christmas holiday, so I imagine maybe the caseload was less. So I never got to go. Well, not this time. I, I've been on a jury. Well, actually, I got kicked off a jury once. Uh, what they do is when you go to jury duty, the prosecution and the defense get, gets to ask a big pool of jurors uh, questions because they want to have a good jury they want to win the case. So they want to find out a little bit about you. So they ask questions, and um, if they don't like your answer, they get a certain number that each side can excuse. So let's say the jury has to have 20 people, or maybe it's 12 usually. If it's 12, like if we need 12 people on a jury, and let's say we have 20 people, well, then we can get rid of eight. So we'll question a bunch of people, and then the prosecution will say, oh, Armand, we thank you for coming, but you're excused. You know, and you go, okay, and you walk out. And then they, you know, and then they excuse somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, and I was excused. Mm. You know. uh, is there any, um, any obligation to have uh, the jur- jury duty in your life? I mean, f- at least five times in your life. At least I don't ten think year, ten no, I don't think there's a real number. It um, they have a system that's a little clandestine. It's a little mysterious. I don't know really how they do it. Um, it's associated with your driver's license um, because I know a lot of people. That's why I asked you because I know a lot of people who are not citizens who get jury duty notices. Yeah, I did that. You got yeah. it. Too. Yeah, there you go. So um, you cannot serve on a jury mm-hmm. unless you're a citizen. But the amount of times. No, it's different for everybody. Some people are called many times, mm-hmm. and maybe some another person is called maybe twice in their whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think you can volunteer more though if you wanted to. I knew somebody who would never get selected for a jury, so she volunteered, and she finally got on a jury. She just wanted to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if you ha- uh, because you are working, so if you go to the jury duty only, then how can you get the pay or... Yeah, it depends. It depends. Um, for, uh, the, the way the government looks at jury duty is they look at it as, as an American citizen, it's part of your civil duty to serve on a jury. In other words, being part of the country, you know, you, you, our court system is to be judged by the people. So we're all the people. So, you know, instead of just having a system where only, like, two judges decide, oh, it sounds like you're guilty, you know. No, we have juries. So since it's part of the system of the people, you know, we're required to do it. Now, in terms of money and business and all of this sort of thing, it depends on what industry you're in. Like, for instance, if you're a doctor and you have patients that need to see you and something could go wrong, well, you can get excused, so they excuse you for certain ones. Like I'm, a, I'm an instructor, it's a profession, and uh, I can be excused because they know if they pull me away from jury duty, there's not going to be a class, and you can't just let the class go. But when I'm not teaching, they call me. You, know? um, you, can, get excuses, you can get excuses for many things. Like maybe there's a family illness. They, they will probably excuse you. You know, it's actually kind of, e- if you don't want to do it, it's actually quite easy to get out of it. 
many people, some, some professionals say, oh, I never do jury duty. You know, I'm too busy. Well, they just find a way to get out of it. Uh, so is it possible to avoid the jury duty whole of my life? It's possible. It may not be probable. Um, it, it depends on your excuses. Depends on your excuses and the line of business you're in. Um, if you don't, the thing is, you could get in a situation like some people just ignore it, like they get it mailed and they just throw it in the trash can. What could happen? The worst thing that could happen is they would hold you in contempt of court, which means basically they could put you in jail. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do they actually do that? I don't know. I have never heard of anybody going to jail. But, you know, it's the whole government. It's the idea that, look, we need our citizens to donate their time for jury duty. Some companies, if you work for a company, part of their company policy is to pay their employees for jury duty. So if you miss a week of work, you'll still get paid by your company. So it's the company that's stepping up saying, oh, it's part of the country's duty. I'm going to pay you anyway. The, the jury duty gives you a little bit of money too, but it's like nothing. It's like $5 a day or something. So it's really, you don't really get paid to do it. And uh, yeah, that's the way it works. I don't know. How did we start talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the way. From Armand? Oh, yeah, yeah. You were saying you had to, uh, you had to tell them about your jury situation and put them on. So, so did they say okay? Uh, actually, on paper, it says like uh, if you had postponed once, uh -huh. you cannot do it second time. But uh, when I was there, like uh, the lady said, uh, there was uh, a instructing. Mm -hmm. Said uh, if you had postponed once, you can do it again. Oh, okay. So you did. So I filled the sheet. Mm -hmm. It was uh, on it. Like I checked the student, mm -hmm. and uh, I wrote my name and the phone number. And I came home. Okay. Okay, and where was that? Was that in Glendale? Uh, no, it was in L.A. In L.A.? Mm -hmm. Like downtown L.A.? Yeah. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Interesting. Okay, anyway, we got to jump into our topic here. Our topic is uh, driving uh, and the senior citizen issue. Uh, so uh, what, do you, what do you all think about this? I mean, uh, you know, especially living in Los Angeles, we know the transportation situation. We don't have a very good public transportation with the buses. We don't have many subways or trains. So uh, we also see on the news of senior citizens killing people because of many different things. We hear about blackouts, about not being able to see, didn't realize what was going on. Um, I hit the wrong pedal. I thought I was hitting the brake pedal, but I hit the gas pedal. Um, obviously, we know when we get older, our hearing goes our vision goes and how fast we can respond to something like you throw me something I can jump up and catch it really fast but if I'm 90 years old I'm not going to be able to my reflexes are a lot slower so um, I don't know what do we do what do you think about this should there be an age limit there should be age limit and also the uh, limit for the health because for, for their health like are you talking about like they should be examined? Uh, overall, for all uh, publics, uh, any age, because uh, it can be like a young person but having problems like seizure or something, but have driver license. Because right. I've seen like some people driving in freeway and uh -huh. they have very strong tic. Their head, like oh their yeah, yeah, that's like a Tourette's syndrome. It's mm -hmm. a tick where their head will like jerk back. Yeah, but they're driving. That's interesting because I've never heard what the state or the country's response to that is. They, they let them have driver's license. Um, uh, yeah, that's interesting with different ailments. I have no idea. Um, I've seen like young people in DMV, like about age 40 or 45. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Closer with the microphone. They're like uh, a bit... They're, uh, body motion is like they are numb or something like it doesn't look like they're they have a good facility or a good mental health uh, looks like uh, I see what you're saying yeah they may be in bad mental health and they may not be able to operate well I mean a vehicle is is a uh, deadly machine right I mean a vehicle 
can kill people. It when you get behind the wheel, I mean, you know, you get used to driving after a while. You don't think of it so much, but you know, sometimes you know we need to think. Hey, you know, th- this is so heavy. This can kill so many people. Um, the thing with the age, though, you bring up the age. If you know, if one person has bad vision at let's say eighty-five, but another person can see good at eighty-five, how does the age come into it? You know, what should we do about an age limit? What do you think? I think there should be an examine, like once a year. Yeah. So we don't. Um, some some people, even their seventies, eighties, they're okay, but some other are not. So if we examine how. Uh, how they're okay with their visual and hearing. Uh-huh. And if he can't pass, no, no license, he can't pass. Okay, to be driving. I I like the idea of once a year because I one thing that I see in California is that uh, you know once you kind of pass your exam or whatever, it's a very long time until they ask you. Uh, like to renew your license or to do any type of test. Like I renewed my license a little less than a year ago, and um, they didn't test my driving skill at all. The only thing they had me do was read, you know, a a chart to see about my vision. I don't wear glasses. Um, I could have been wearing contacts, though, and they didn't know about it. You know, I guess they asked me. I guess I could have, you know, if, you know, people could lie, I guess, about that. Um, But that's it. They just tested my vision. Maybe, like Armand was saying, maybe I have a palsy now, and they don't know about it. Maybe I can hide it from them. Yeah, yeah there's a, a problem because mm-hmm. uh, if the person didn't confess about the disability, uh-huh. then the DMV did, can't check. The, right. Yeah. So it is a problem. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I renewed my driver license mm-hmm. by mail. How can they check my visa? Oh, sign? yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of times, yeah, it's just renewed by mail. Sometimes <clears throat> after a longer period, and it dep- it's different in every state, but after a longer period, um, you know, they will make you come in. But they're very, we call it lax. You ever hear this term, lax? It means they're lackadaisical, which means they're very easygoing when it comes to the driver's license thing. And uh, so you renewed yours by mail. Yes. I mean, you could be yeah. in a wheelchair and blind right now, as far yeah. as they know, yeah. right? But uh, they give you your license. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I have a question to Armand. Uh, if you want to make a limitation of uh, driving age, then after 70 or 80, who can uh, support the old lady or old man? You know, because of the family structure, the old citizens have to live by themselves. There is no children, no grandchildren. So who can support their life? Well, now what do you mean by support? Are you talking about in terms of transportation? Yes. I mean, so like, let's say uh, a grandmother. If, want, if the grandmother or grandfather want to go to market. Right. Then who can drive for yeah, okay, well, yeah, Armand, what do you uh, say to that? As much as, uh, you know, the, in close, close. the United States, you can be caretaker and get uh, as a paid as a job from government. Right, well, yeah, well, the so government isn't going to give that stuff for free. Um, so you don't have to be, like, the member of the family to do that. You can do it as extra job or something. You and you can be paid and you can help. What do you mean? I'm, I'm confused, though. You're saying the grandma can be paid? Uh, the, the government yeah, pays, get a government lot pays uh, some people to take care of older people. It's uh, because it's uh, more like... Uh, Not universally, though. I mean, um, we ha- there there are certain government programs, like for certain maybe groups of senior citizens, but it's not like across the board. It's not like all senior citizens across America can get somebody to go run errands for them. But as much as I know in the Los Angeles, it's go, it goes like that. If uh, you're old and you don't have anyone, yeah, you, gotta keep you the can microphone have close. a caretaker. And uh, 
the benefits is like uh, but, the, but the government doesn't provide caretakers for senior citizens only for like special programs like maybe part of a medical program like if yeah, they have a certain the, ailment or something yeah, but if you're but if you're healthy you know um they they won't give you a caretaker yeah what i mean is like uh, if the uh, guy or the woman is that old and um, has some disability that cannot yeah generate. especially if they're in like a home or something mm-hmm. um the thing that comes up is okay there's like i i live in this neighborhood next door to me woman in the house next door to me is a uh, grandmother and she's in her 80s um, and she's uh, you know very nicely she lives by herself her husband died a while back and uh, her kids are grown and they have their own families and um, you know in America we're a little different than like maybe a lot of Asian families where they kind of stick together um, so, but she likes her independence for one and I was talking to her once and um, she you know we chat you know I'll be jogging and I'll see her and we'll start talking and she'll she'll tell me oh I was sick all last week and I say oh god I'm so sorry to hear that you know are you feeling better you know can I help you out do you need anything this type of thing and and then she said well and sometimes she'll tell me some things and she'll say well actually uh, I think I'm going to be fine, but I didn't want to tell the doctor about this. And I said, well, why? Why not? You know, I'm thinking, you know, you want the the doctor to help you, you know. She says, yeah, but I'm afraid he's going to take away my driver's license, you know. And this is a common thing. And when you're younger, we don't think about this so much. But she lives by herself. I mean, and she's, you know, she... You know, she she walks oftentimes with for exercise with a walker, but her mind is all there. You know what I mean? Uh, but she, if she couldn't drive, she would lose her independence. You know, she would be stuck at home. Like she could have friends, I guess, come and visit her. But a lot of these old people, they, it's like your home turns into like a jail. You're just stuck there. And a lot of these old people, they don't want to give up their right to drive, you know. Yeah, that's a matter of quality of life. Right. Yeah. Quality of life Nobody issue. Nobody want to be at home all day long. Yeah, it can drive you crazy, yeah. right? I, You're inside I all the time. I have one neighbor like yours. Uh-huh. She is very old. I think mm-hmm. she is in her 90s. Okay. But she lives alone and she drives by herself. Wow, so whenever in her 90s. Wow, that's you know, Amazing. she can't walk um, well. Okay. But she is still drive. I know. Uh, that's <laughs> the thing. Like I, my neighbor, you know, she's a very nice lady. But she walks with a walker, mm-hmm. you know, but she drives the car. Yeah, so whenever know? I s- watch uh, her driving, uh-huh. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, yeah uh, in my opinion, I think... Uh, they should drive till 70, I mean, 65 years old. Okay. And no more than that. After 65, people start to lose vision really? and mind and all those things. Yeah. And uh, they should be uh, examined. Examined, yeah. 50 to 65. Even though people who have 50 years old, 55, uh, sometimes they have a big problems, uh, like a vision or... Things like that, they can be sick and they can cause accidents. Not only, not necessarily having six, uh, sixty-eight or eighty years old. And uh, I don't know for any reason, some people who is between eighties drive very good. I met uh, this uh, woman who, which was seventy-nine years old. I met her in uh, a drives right across to my house on Sunset. And uh, she was driving uh, this very, very huge Impala. Oh, yeah, Chevy Impala. Impala. Very big car. Huge. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, a lot of these old ladies drive these big cars. And, like dri- and some of them <laughs> drive very good. I, ca- I can imagine myself driving that big car because I'm driving a Honda. It's a very small car. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I will be able to drive that huge car. But well, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of these ladies grew up, I mean grew up, uh, were living in America in the time when America had all these big cars. They're comfortable with those cars. 
and they're more protected. I mean, if they get into an accident in one of those big cars, they're probably a lot safer than you know a lot of the other people on the road because those cars are so big and they're made out of heavy steel. It's more like driving a tank, you know. <laughs> And so uh, yeah, I saw I saw the back of uh, the, the the trunk, yeah, of the car because and uh, this guy was helping her to, uh, uh, key, uh, put all the groceries in the trunk. Mm -hmm. It's like a easily you can uh, place a small bed, like a twin bed. Oh trunk. yeah, it's huge, it's big, huge big. trunk. Yeah, and ask her. I asked her. Uh, I'm sorry. How can you drive this car? She like. This is, I, I bought this car since it was brand new. Right. Oh, wow. She has like 30-something like years with the car. Wow. Nice car. And she was wow. driving very good. And this was a Chevy Impala? Chevy Impala. Wow. Yep. She probably had it yeah, when it was brand new and when it was in style. So what do you think about, like, okay, what happened uh, here in Los Angeles, actually Santa Monica, a few years ago? Uh, there was a uh, outdoor, um, like a farmer's market uh, that takes place in Santa Monica. And basically they close off a street and all these um, like vendors who you know, come from farms and things, they bring their, their fruits and vegetables and what they grow. And it's very fresh and uh, you can buy it there. And they do it like maybe once or twice a week, I don't know. And so it's very popular. So a lot of people go. And uh, so, why don't you tell us what happened there, Omar? Uh, what I remember is uh, this guy, which is sixty-something years old or something mm -hmm. like he's uh, kind of old. He was trying to uh, start his car. He did, and uh, instead of he pushed the gas. So instead of hitting the brake, you mean? Yeah, uh, instead of brake, he pushed the gas. And, uh, uh, so that was the case? He, killed, he just hit the yeah, wrong he pedal? Killed, he killed, uh, I think, six persons. I don't remember. That was It's just really tragic. Basically, he just speeded down this street and just it's knocked over these people. I couldn't imagine if I was there, you know, how devastating it would be to see that. What I wonder is uh, how far was these people from his car uh, and I'm still asking myself uh, he could have time to to, to stop to stop or yeah, that's my question as I well don't know. I don't know how close was these people from him many issues can come up and well, you know one idea that comes to mind is maybe this guy was so old or his body was in such a condition that it took him that long to react you know, it's hard for you and I to imagine that because if I hit the gas pedal hard by mistake, I would immediately hit the brake. But when you're older and your b mind isn't working so well and your body is slow to react, it's a different story. And maybe that's what happened in this case, that he didn't know exactly what was going on until, you know, it took him that long to react to stop the vehicle. Um, now, you, earlier you said like 65. I mean, people would complain and say that's like dis age discrimination. I mean, we're always in America always trying to be careful of discrimination. We're not supposed to discriminate against race, against age, against male, female, the gender issue, all of these things. We're not supposed to discriminate. So if people said, well, that's age discrimination, what would you say? I don't know. I wouldn't take it like age discrimination. It's a safe safety. It's a safety issue. It's, yeah, safety issue. Uh, so would it be more like what uh, Christy was saying? Like maybe at sixty-five, they would have to start taking a test every year. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the uh, about that age, twice a year maybe. In six months, uh, an old person, a lot of things can happen yeah. in six months. So then, okay, and then people would say, okay, that sounds good, but who's going to pay for it? So if they have to take more tests, you know, they have to hire people, and it's going to cost more money. Yeah, not so only the visual or um, hearing test, they, they need to check the uh, brain, fun brain mentality check. Mm -hmm. And how would they do that? Yeah, so that's why th that's the problem. Uh, they have to go to they, they would see the psychiatric doctor and uh, psychologist. Like do some kind of test yes. to see about their brain function mm. and their how they can respond to like... But uh, there is always help. Uh, 
offered by the government, especially for if you are that old or in that age, 80s, there is a help for people who seek. There's free clinics. I think can be people can apply to help, especially for that age. Yeah, and then nowadays the life expectancy is very long, so there are so yeah, many elderly people. Issue. So, so financially and socially, mm-hmm. we need a lot of support for the elderly citizens. People are living time. longer, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, and it goes back to the quality of life thing. They want to be able to drive. Um, but is it? I mean, you know. Is it right to take away their license and to leave them at home? You know, I mean, they they would just say you're just you're putting me in jail. Some would say you might as well kill me. They really would. I've heard this before. If you're going to take away my driver's license, you're taking away my life. You might as well kill me. What do you think? I guess they just think like uh, some part of their. Like history goes away as they're right. Yeah, well, when you say that, it makes me think, you know, you know, when we're babies, we grow up, you know, we learn new things. And we, you know, oh, I can do this. I can ride a bicycle. It must be very difficult to start losing so abilities. They're losing their pride or something. It's a pride issue. Absolutely. It's a, I think it's a depressing issue. It's like if I thought... You know, you, you don't have to be old. Like if I, you know, did go blind, I mean, that would be terrible, right? Yeah. You know, if that happened right now in my life, I'd just lost something in my life. Like how can I function? It would depress me. They might think that they're useless. Yeah, they might th- they might feel useless. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like you s- <laughs> you can't be in control of your life anymore. Your strength. You need other people. Like you go back to like being a baby or a young child, where other people need to take care of you. And when you've been an adult who takes care of themselves your whole life, that can be very difficult. Yeah, and taking away the driver's license is same as uh, lose your legs. You like taking off your legs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so serious in America. Yeah. <laughs> in Korea, we can go anywhere by walking. But in America, you can't go anywhere. Well, when you, you, you can when you go, you mean because the way the cities are set up, like in Seoul, you have everything you need in a close yes. area. Yes, Seoul is proximity ba- yes. is good. Even though Seoul is very big city, right. but the uh, population is so crowded. Yeah. So they we live very closely. You closely, but I think also what you're saying is like the grocery store is close by. Yes. All the things you need, like maybe the laundry place, this place, all the things you need, and even entertainment. You probably have restaurants close yes. by, mm-hmm. and you can get a drink somewhere close by. Uh-huh. Or, or maybe yeah, the, the design is better. Yeah. Okay. Easier transportation, maybe. Easier transportation. Yes. Yeah, it's like in my country, Mexico City. You don't need a car. You can uh, go fast in a subway. You know. There's a one bus behind the other one. It's not like here. So like is that uh, senior citizens in Mexico City, they use public transportation? Yes. You don't see so many driving? No, you don't see elderly people uh, driving. Okay, interesting. And then in Korea, Esther, senior citizens will take public transportation or just walk? Like they can take the public transportation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, as you, you know, uh, Korean's family structure is uh, is different from America. We we usually uh, yeah. parents live with their uh, their the son. Yeah, yeah. usually the son. son. The <laughs> son is yes. Yeah. So the son and the grandchildren can take care of the parents. Right. Right. Yeah. That's your social security system. Yes. Yeah, people make jokes about that because, uh, you know, in America, we, we spread out. And I, I like the family being close. I think there's a lot of good to that. Um, but like in America, we have social security system. You know, like when you, when you start to get a job in America, part of your paycheck goes to social security. So then when you retire, you get a paycheck every month from the government. It's like you paid into it your whole life. 
and then when you retire, you get the money, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is true that money talks, <coughs> but mm -hmm. money is not the only solution for elderly citizens. Oh, I know, no, you're absolutely right. I agree with that. I mean, the thing is, they. I like kind of keeping the family together, you know, because then the grandparents can interact with the grandchildren, and there's a lot of life going on, and they can help each other. What I find sad is the old people in America that live alone and that are very lonely, you know, like uh, some of these old people's homes. I don't know if you've ever seen them or have gone into them, but sometimes they'll have somebody, you know, who's, you know, living in a room, and he kind of stays to himself, you know, and he's just kind of living this very lonely existence, and he doesn't have his family with him. Now, maybe that means he doesn't have any family, or maybe that means his family lives far away, or his family maybe doesn't want to deal with him. Who knows? But um, it, that's a very sad situation. I think people need people, and yeah, I think it's good yeah. for the family to uh -huh. stick together. Because my experience, and uh, nowadays my two sons live uh, at Irvine, and my right. my son, my husband went, go to his job, so I'm just to stay at home alone. Oh. You know, it's very terrible. <laughs> oh, so you don't like yeah, that? Yes. So uh, sometimes I imagine, after ten or twenty years later, how can I live alone? You know, it's terrible. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, by that time, you have to think that you will have uh, grandchildren and. Uh, yeah, that's will be true. Maybe. Yeah, you're you so you have two sons, so they'll probably they'll be married, and you'll have. Uh, I mean, if they um, live uh, far from my house, well, that's then, the thing. Yeah. Then how can I drive, and how how can I uh, take care of myself after s my seventies or eighties? Right. And they, <laughs> you're living in America and the lifestyle of America. I mean, people get their own houses. You know. Same thing is like uh, with my mother. It's like now my sister has boyfriend. Okay. She says, like, I'm afraid that uh, someday all of you go away. Ah. I'm going to be alone. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because you all come. Uh, is that the same in Mexico culture? Like, do the families stay together? Yes. Okay. So yeah. all of you. I think for a reason, American culture is the only different in the world. They are very independent, and yeah. uh, uh, parents want their children to go away at the age of 18 or when they finish their high school. And uh, they're okay. I, I'm going to tell you something quick about my teacher at uh, Evans when I started at Evans School. Oh, is that, uh, that's an English Unified school? Yes. School? Okay. Uh, my teacher, she was uh, like 65 years old. Uh, okay. And she was uh, telling us an anecdote that happens to her. Uh, her children got married and then she, uh, he got divorced and he asked her to come over her house for a... Uh, some uh, a couple of months by the time he found a house and she got scared she was like oh no he, my children want to come to my house oh no she was really concerned about that and she was like okay you can be in my house but uh, you will uh, make uh, your own coffee in the morning I won't cook for you uh, you right. uh, place your food on top of the room mine on the bottom right, uh, right. And then uh, the house in front of her uh, was for sale and uh, he uh, asked her, what about if I buy this house across the street? And she was like, oh, no, I don't want him to buy a house close to me. I don't want, I don't want uh, his uh, wife or girlfriend yeah. be in the window watching me. Or, oh, no. She was concerned about having her, uh, her children close to her. Right, right. And in Mexico, if well, I ask my American, mom. She was American, right? She American. Was like born here in America. Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, Native American. If uh, In Mexico, if I ask my mom, uh, the, I want to be in the house because I'm getting divorced, she's going to, uh, I'm going to be welcome to her house. Right. It's different. Yeah, I don't want to depend on my children, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about after my 70s or 80s, how can I live without any support? I mean, uh, I need one person who dri who can drive for me. If I'm a, um, in if I'm in my 80s, and there is a limitation for driving, then how can I live my life in America? That's my question. Well, okay. So there's kind of the interesting dichotomy going on here because uh, of 
all of your home country's culture um, is very different than American culture in this way. Um, you know, it's from I guess my perspective, the this idea of independence went very far in this direction, perhaps too far. Um, and this has come up before talking about American culture. There have been many benefits to this idea of independence that has made America successful. This idea of I'm going to go out on my own, I'm going to create this, and I'm going to make it happen. And then you hear these people who had no money created these huge businesses and uh, you know, just very successful. And that is like this American spirit. You know, I don't need, you know, I just need America, the freedom to be able to do it. Okay, so, but then, okay, uh, it's kind of had some detractors or some negative things that have happened. And this idea like um, Omar you just described of this teacher you had saying that she didn't want to deal with her family, which is quite the opposite of all, you know, your own cultures. Um, I think it's sad, for one. I mean, I think you should always be there for your family. Now, of course, what happens, and this happens in all families, is you know, people get annoyed at each other in a family, you know, you get mad at mom, or you get mad at your brother, or you get mad at your dad, or, you know, there, there's conflicts, you know, since America has always been so independent and open, it's been, you know, it's been easy to leave, it's been easy to leave because of that, so then it became, like, looked upon as a good thing, like, oh, you're independent, you know, you're taking care of yourself, well, that's good, but the thing is, what's happened is, is it's kind of it, it spreads the family out, and there's not that close attachment of support. And when you say support, that means many things. It means like moral support, feeling close, feeling that people love you, that people care about you. Now, I'm not just saying like financial support. Don't even we don't even need to go into financial support. And um, you know, I, I've heard this, you know, a lot. I've seen it. Um, I I like the other model. I, I think the family should support each other. I think, you know, we have a lot of problems in America. I mean, people are, we have a big problem with depression in America. I mean, we can look at, well, there's many causes of depression. True, true. But it's one thing, you know, you study sociology, you study the human beings and uh, uh, different disciplines of uh of the human being and one thing we know is people need people you know and uh, we need to be around people and we need to feel that from people yeah uh, when I first came here I was surprised why the psychologist is so popular uh-huh, right. I wondered <clears throat> why the Americans has the, their psychological or psychiatric problem why is the American different species <laughs> with uh, other ethnicity? So I, I was so wondered, but I, now I know. Because of the soci uh, social structure and family structure, they feel so lonely. Yeah, yeah. that's why I want to say that Americans, uh, they are very lonely. They are very lonely. They are yeah. themselves, they uh, go back home after work. And they uh, either go to the coffee shop, the computers by themselves, or keep at home watching movies or on the computers or reading. But I'm not generalizing everybody, but most of them, they are lonely. They are very lonely. Well, yeah, and well, okay, two things. One, when you go into that, a lot of them choose to be that way, okay? Um, I mean, many Americans will say, I want to have my own place. You know, I don't want to live with my family. Um, and, and they choose that. Now, that can be bad and good because you have your privacy and there are many good things. Sure. I mean, some families are great. I mean, everybody has a different family, right? Some families get along well. They really are supportive and they're just not. But truly, you know, some families can be very difficult to live in. You know, you're born into whatever family. You know, and some people just, it's not healthy for them to live with their family. And then they, they want to get out on their own. In terms of the psychological thing, one reason why psychology is so prevalent in America is because America is one of the few countries that comes out and says, look, there are problems. In many Asian countries, people don't talk about this. It's taboo. If you say, hey, I'm feeling bad or I'm depressed, you know, like in Japan, it's like taboo. If I have a psychological problem, 
in Japan, although things are changing, people will look down upon me yes. like I'm a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And in America, it's not Quite like that. that. You know, I mean, you know, people could say, hey, I'm having some problems. Maybe I need to talk to psychiatrists, psychologists. People, people accept that. They say, yeah, life is tough. You know, if you can get some help from a professional, hey, that's a good thing. But they don't think you're crazy. So it's in American culture, it's sociably acceptable. Yeah, to and do uh, that. I, I like that. Nowadays, yeah. I think uh, we need the therapist and psychologist right. session because mm -hmm. you know if you uh, keep your uh, stress inside, mm -hmm. then your uh, your mental uh, health is going to uh, down. Mm -hmm. So I I don't. Uh, I think the uh, therapist and the psychology help a lot mm -hmm. to make a healthier society. Right, right. Yeah, so I just um, want to say, after 70s or 80s, the quality of life, I, I need to think about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you're, I think, I think it would be terrible if you're in your 70s and 80s and you're alone. You know, um, you know, a lot of like younger people choose to be alone. They they have busy careers and they they they're not even at home that much. And when they are, they just want some peace and quiet. Um, but I think it's very sad at that stage to be by yourself. Another thing I just want to throw in real quick is, since the culture is a little different, we have a lot of communities for older people. Um, that are take many different like I have an uncle who lives in a community and he just loves it they're for senior people but they have a small golf course on their community they're like condominiums all mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. and they have social activity they do dances they do a lot of things so they have lots of friends and it's like my uncle has more friends than any of the young people I know I mean he knows people here and he's doing this he's doing that they go on trips I mean He's having a great time. He lives alone, though. He has his own place, and he's having a great... So this is the way a lot of... I just want it just to be clear that it's not like all Americans, when they get older, they dry up and die by themselves. A lot of them live in these communities, and they just love it, and they wouldn't want it any other way. I have a yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, these uh, apartment buildings, like you were saying about for these uh, senior uh, citizens... Uh -huh. Are they paid uh, by the government? I mean, supported by the government, or people yeah, have no. to pay for that? Um, yeah, for the most part, people have to pay for them. Like, like in my uncle's situation, it's a community. But basically, you cannot buy the property in that community unless you're a certain age, right? So if I wanted to buy there, they wouldn't let me buy. Okay, but so you buy the property like you would buy any property, and you may pay like a monthly dues, but I'm sure it's not that much. It's not, but they have them, you know, for the very rich, you know, and then they have them at different levels. Um, some things are subsidized by the government, but those, to my knowledge, those are for extreme cases when you have an elderly person who has, they're on like Medicare, which is like a government medical system and they need medical attention okay. so they're living in kind of a hospital-like atmosphere that's where the government comes in yeah. yeah yeah four years ago i i had a plan to uh open that kind of uh citizen uh house yeah townhouse apartment for cit senior citizens and because i know the health problem of elderly oh. so I want to <laughs> like kind of a clinic is it a clinic or a place where they would live they live they live there and then you would provide medical care yes. too yes oh, I think that's, nice that's a fantastic business for me yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah. yeah I think that's a very nice idea um, so wh what about Christy what do you think about this idea like you've been living here for a while you're kind of an interesting case because um, you came here uh, in your high school kind of age, which is um, uh, like younger than some people come here. So you've experienced, of course, living in Korea, and then you've come here. So you've experienced Korean culture and all of that, and now you're living here, and you've experienced a lot of American culture. What do you think about this kind of independence of a lot of Americans? Do you Do you think it's a good thing, or do you feel like the family should be more together like the Korean uh, society? Mm, 
I don't really know about that independence. Yeah. Okay. Because they choose, like you said, people choose way the li- right way they want to live. About I was thinking about the driving. Okay. What if we develop delivery? So we delivery reduce the number of time of them to drive. Well, yeah, actually, okay. Um, so we then. I mean, in terms of a lot of things can be delivered. I mean, actually, like in, if you live in New York City, anything can be delivered to your uh, place. Um, in Los Angeles, many things can be delivered. Like you could order out to many restaurants and they'll deliver it to you. Grocery stores now deliver to homes. Right. The problem is, though, it's not just – that's an important issue, absolutely. But the problem is – your home starts to become, you get like island fever. Have you ever heard this expression before? Mm-hmm. Island fever, like if you talk to some people who've lived in Hawaii, Hawaii, they, these small islands, they live on, and then they can't get off. And they get like, they get like a fever, meaning they feel a little crazy, like they need to get away because they just see the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happens in the home, that you're living in your home and you can't go anywhere. And you get tired of being in your house. You want to get out. You want to see a different location. And that's kind of the issue that's coming up, you know. And they, you know, a lot of people can go crazy just being by themselves in their home all the time, you know. I think it's just cultural thing that they live, they want to live separately. Yeah. I think think it's important. I think the family should... American families should get at least involved more because if, if a woman or a man or something is living alone, they need to get involved in a community. Like there are senior communities where they'll pick you up in a van and you'll hang out with them and maybe do activities during the day so you can socialize because human beings are social animals. At any age, we need to socialize. It's, it's, I think when you get isolated is the problem. Um, uh, we just, you know, the, the thing with the driving... I think it's difficult because the seniors can vote and they'll vote against it if we try to make it a law about an age to get tested and they may win, you know, and uh, it also takes, it does take more money to do something like that so people put it down but people do get killed, you know. Yeah, Armin? Uh, But the driving, uh, Mm -hmm. actually, uh, I've seen like uh, lots of people drink and drive yeah, right. And I've been like one of the victims recently. Really? Yeah. I you got a car stopped. accident? I was driving my van in mm-hmm. uh, proper speed in this right. uh, area, and the guy was like uh, drunk, and his head was like tilted away. Mm-hmm. And he right came into me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, we got outside of the car, right, uh, he was well, just uh, he was just using profanity against my sister. Oh, he was, was yelling like, at your sister? Yeah. Uh, she's like, uh, what are you doing, bitch, or something. Oh, yeah. That's and I was crazy. like, uh, I was driving. You don't know even who was driving. Yeah, I know. He's I was very pushing the horn all the time, and I yeah. reduced the speed to like 10 miles or something. Uh-huh. After that, like I get like shocks of uh, driving, so I don't drive anymore. Oh, yeah. Sure, yes. I, uh, well, that story I've heard, uh, you know, you get into an accident, and... Yeah, it can really kind of scare you about this sort of thing. And, yeah, drunk so drivers, they can... So if a car scratches its tire on asphalt, I get, like, a chill. Yeah, you take a lot of risk. Pain. Oh, yeah. Has anyone driven a motorcycle? No. No one here? I used to drive a motorcycle. It's, it's so dangerous. I mean, I got into... I stopped driving just because I got into a few close... Uh, it's very fun to drive a motorcycle if you like that kind of energy. But, uh, you know, I just... I, you, your life can just end like that, you know, I mean, because you have no protection. Maybe if you're wearing wearing a helmet, that's about it, but your body just, you know, so. Um, uh, one of my friends died, like, uh, uh, before New Year's. Uh-huh. Uh, he had accident. On a motorcycle? Crest, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. sent his body back to Iran. Oh, okay. yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. 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 When my husband was in military service, uh-huh. he... He real, uh, nearly begged me, <laughs> I want to buy a motorcycle, I want to oh. buy a motorcycle. So I always said, no, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> but after he uh, watched a motorcycle accident in his uh, military uh, group, right, right. you know, there was a soldier 
um, had an accident, serious accident. He cut his legs, both legs, because of the accident. Uh. So after he, my husband watched that, he never <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he lost his interest. No. It's true. I mean, you show somebody a movie, uh, some kind of a movie or video of a motorcycle crash, and you see what happens, it's a big deterrent, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's really dangerous stuff. And the motorcycles we have here are very powerful. You know, the thing is, when you get on a motorcycle, you, you enjoy the speed and you want to go faster oh, wow. and faster. And that's what was going on with me. And I was going faster and faster and faster. And my risk was going higher and higher and higher. And when you get some close calls at that speed, your life flashes before you. And you're like, oh, my God. You know, that could have been it right there. Yeah. Uh, um, another problem of the driving is mm -hmm. like the street races. Yeah, street race. And we have that problem here. I don't know about in other countries, but people like soup up their cars, meaning, you know, they make their cars faster and then they race them. And that's very dangerous. I mean, people get killed in those things all the time, like innocent people just going across the road or something. Or yeah. the bikers who like stand on their bike seat and they're open their arms and doing some acrobatics oh i know i've seen yeah. have you seen this on the freeway i saw a guy on the freeway i've seen several things i saw a guy doing a wheelie on the freeway going like about 70 miles an hour and he was riding on one wheel um i saw some acrobatics too of like a guy standing on his seat and doing something on the freeway as well they're crazy i mean they're 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 like very pushing life. Uh, some other thing that uh, very very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, beside uh, elderly people driving, I don't know. I have nothing against these people. I don't know if they're Russians or Armenians, uh -huh. but they are so <laughs> crazy to drive. They drive. It's very dangerous when they, they just drive fast. You see them. Yeah, they drive fast, and then you see them and how they. Uh, Close, uh, get close to the cars, oh, and yeah. uh, they trying to go before one's person. Yeah. It's very dangerous. I see it happens all the time to me in drive by Hollywood Boulevard and also in Glendale sometimes. Uh, but especially yesterday, I was uh, looking for parking at uh, Trader Joe's on Santa Monica Boulevard uh -huh. in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And uh, these Armenian guys, they were close to hit me. Just yeah. because they want to go first, and they were driving like uh, maybe uh, 35 miles or 40 miles per hour in uh, right outside of Trader Joe's when people, where people drive uh, at five miles, uh, yeah, yeah, ten yeah. miles, they yeah, were driving so like 40, 45 miles, crazy. It's yeah. Because most of them are like illegal, so the cars are even not. But if they got pulled over, when they go to jail. Cars are not registered. In their no, I know, but I mean, like, they if they're escape. driving crazy, so the police pulls them over. Cars not registered in their name. They're illegal. They don't have driver's license. Wouldn't they go to jail? Uh, if they, they be caught, but most of the time they don't get they caught. Escape. Yeah. They escape. They leave the car and they go. Yeah. Huh. They buy the cars with the money, drug money. Or yeah, drug money. Yeah, well, that's not good. Maybe the answer is more police force. Yeah. Mm. I, see. Oh, I have a house clean lady. Uh -huh. uh, she, she has a car, and she, uh, she. I asked her, "Have you ever caught by police?" Then, she said yes twice. But as a fact, he she has no driver license. Uh -huh. But the police officer let her go without any. Yeah, yeah. Well, penalty. yeah. Because okay, so this happens like. Um, like I had a Japanese friend, uh, actually she had a driver's license, but uh, she didn't bring it with her, you know, and she got pulled over for something, and uh, the police officer let her go. Um, it's a police officer's choice. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of paperwork involved, and the police officer, you know, is, is going on the assumption that you have it, you didn't bring it with you. Um, you know... It depends on the station they come from and what their what their chief is telling them to bring people in for. Um, they're being lax about that. I mean, is she illegal? Yeah. Yeah. So she's illegal, and um, they're just they're just being easygoing about it. You know, they're not enforcing it. They could enforce it if they wanted to, but they didn't in her case. You know, and it's a lot of work, and actually, it costs this taxpayers a lot of money. You know, to prosecute her. And to send her out of the country. So, 
it makes sense. Yeah, no, but I they understand. don't do it to everybody. I mean, I've heard of other people getting caught, you know, and then they're they're in trouble with the law because they find out that they are illegal and all that sort of thing. Anyway, I guess we got to um, be be wary of the elderly people on the road. Uh, you know, don't uh, maybe in the family we can encourage people not to drive, and we can drive them around uh, and help them. Another problem during the driving is the one, the emergency cases, and the second is like the high-speed pursuit, because uh, sometimes even cops get involved in accidents. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have these chases, and then, then innocent people get killed in these car chases. They happen a lot in Los Angeles. We see them, you know, maybe once a week or something, these chases on the news where the helicopters follow. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh yeah, you know, people say they shouldn't chase them, like just let them go, then not, less people will die, or let the helicopter follow them, you they know. Can put some device on the car, like those movies, they fire something on the car. Yeah, I've heard that. They've talked about that. Like you, you would, they would just, the police would just shoot something, it would attach to the car, and then they'd be able to find out wherever they are. That sounds like a good idea, you know. I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, well, we got to wrap up today. Very interesting topic. Thanks for coming, everybody. Uh, this has been another edition of the English Meeting Discussion Podcast. I'm Dave Skanda, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another edition of the English Meeting Discussion Podcast. I want to thank the participants today for coming in to give their international perspectives. We're lucky to have such a diverse group from different countries around the world. And thank you to Glendale College for providing the space. Our podcast will be expanding to include English lessons. Our subscriber base has been growing, so I thank you, the listeners, for being a part of our show. Please feel free to give feedback at our blog page. Follow the links at englishmeeting.com or email me at englishmeeting at gmail.com. I encourage you to make connections with people from different parts of the world, keep your mind open, and create some healthy dialogue. We'll see you next time at EnglishMeeting.com.